Hey. What up, lady? Hi, how are you? Um, I'll be honest. I'm laying on my bed. Oh. <laughs> I just ate a piece and a half of pizza and have my feet up and I'm having contractions every 20 minutes, so I'm timing them. Oh my god. Um, okay. Mm. What kind of pizza? for dinner tonight i got papa murphy's which i grew up eating but they didn't have it in san diego and i missed it desperately so i i I don't eat it often Mm -hmm. because i hate having to cook it and we have to get two different kinds of pizza because god forbid kyle have any vegetables on his um (laughs) so it takes forever to cook both but when the mood strikes it's just it's really nostalgic for me so i got papa murphy's and then i got the like I don't know what it is, like the cowboy combo or whatever. So it's just like a supreme whatever with the white sauce. Mm, that sounds good. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. The red sauce gives me indigestion. So I like getting the white sauce. And I feel like it's just like, I only eat a piece and a half. So it's not like, you know, that right. big a deal. But um, I told you, I've said before, like, I cried the night before surgery thinking I could never eat pizza again. Right. And here you are. Yeah. And then I had cauliflower pizza and I was like, that's not the same, but it's, you know, it's pizza Good. and um, it helps you poo, which is nice too. Like a little side note when you're constipated. And then now I'm just like fully carb loading. <laughs> <laughs> no F's given. And baby is like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, loving the pizza and also ready to Ugh. drive me crazy. Some... Yes, exactly. Yeah. How are you? Do- oh, well, do we introduce? I'm gonna introduce you this time. Okay, so my co host name is Stacy, aka Petra. <laughs> she is amazing, she has abs now, and she used to just have flabs, but now she's got abs. <laughs> <laughs> and she's probably one of the nicest people you ever meet and people love her way more than they love me and I'm okay with that she's the princess die of our podcast and I'm <laughs> the Meghan Markle of our podcast oh <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet mm-hmm. but um, I don't want you to die though oh well thank you You're welcome and I'm not saying I'm like Fashion way hotter, hotter. Okay. <laughs> thanks i'm not half black either <laughs> uh well thank you that okay. was really sweet uh, okay so my co-host crystal mm-hmm. um aka mama on our way milf <laughs> loading <laughs> milf loading um, that's a shirt i need for work yes you do that'd be funny but go on Tell gorgeous. Me about Ama- okay. <laughs> she's gorgeous. She's amazing. She's glowing. She's soon to be mama. Um, and also she is the mastermind, the brains and like the do behind all things itty bitty belly committee. So without her, there is no such thing. So <laughs> mad props True. the beautiful, amazing, glowy, gorgeous crystal we love you i like that we well thank you first off i like that we balance you have been way more involved in the social media postings because you know i hate it but i was doing it for a while but i hate it 
Mm-hmm. And you're just like super engaging. And then I do like all the back end stuff. Like if you ever join one of our groups or you have a question about our groups or you engage with us on any platform, it's me that's responding, even though I sign it Stacy and Crystal. <laughs> um, it's usually me. And it is always you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but on Instagram, it's you for the most part. I mean, I'll post like, oh, we have a new episode or whatever, but right, right, right. You've yeah. been, you've been really, I mean, you can kind of tell cause you post lots of pictures of yourself. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I need no to get offense. more, I need to just start like grabbing more from you. Like, Hey, send me some no. pictures this week. <laughs> Mine will be like the opposite of like what you see on weight loss groups pages is like, I'm just getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> no, no, you, I swear to God, I don't know what it is about pregnancy, but like you look unreal like amazing Jenny for real the pregnancy hair is not a joke I was you know I lost a lot of hair from the cert from my VSG surgery Mm -hmm. like we all did Mm -hmm. and I have pretty significant out like growth regrowth whatever but the pregnancy hormones have definitely helped so pro tip get knocked up if you want to have your hair go back it's gonna fall out again so Mm -hmm. I'm prepared for it but I'm just like, it's grown so many inches and it's just gorgeous. Like, it's like, like love and oh my God. Well, I also started using um, Olaplex. Oh yeah. Probably like three months ago. And mm-hmm. I feel like that did make a big difference. Like the hype is real oh. and it's really expensive. But if you know someone who's a hairstylist, they can get it at cost and it's only like $15. What? Yeah. Oh I was God. shook by that. I, I Yeah. I bought mine at Sephora and it was like way 45 hot. or 50 bucks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so if you get it at like a beauty supply store, oh. um, or if you ask me for my sister's phone number and you go to places she has an account, you can put her phone number in and use it. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's 15 bucks for each bottle, like shampoo, yeah. conditioner, or like the leave in stuff. Um, and then I, another thing I started doing during this pregnancy was um, I stopped using um, any lotion on my face other than Nivea hand and body cream. Mm-hmm. which sounds heavy as shit right because it is like a heavy kind of a greasy lotion yeah but if you order it from germany it's the exact same formula as la mer which is like 200 dollars for a half of an ounce and so how do you know if it's from germany like what amazon oh okay it's just the cost more it's like 15 dollars instead of eight dollars for the container but the container is like that huge tub yeah um but it comes and it says it's in germany in german on the back um, it's because they add like this specific algae to it in Germany that they don't oh. add in the U.S. version. And it's no joke, line for line, the same ingredients as La Mer, which if you know, you oh, know, like, La Mer yeah. is so expensive. Of course. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, so I use that. Up. Yeah. I use that morning and night and I just feel like my makeup sits better. It lasts longer and I okay. have had like zero breakouts. So I'm totally doing it. 100 percent do it i'll send you the link like. oh yeah please do i want to definitely want to order it How i was... love creme de la mer i mean mm-hmm. who doesn't but yeah no it's just like amazing but i refuse to spend that much money on it it's bad enough my perfume's expensive i'm not gonna insane <laughs> what yeah. perfume do you wear um versace bright crystal the pink one. Oh. of course okay. i do the one named after me yeah really bright crystal and i love donatella versace oh so much I have so much fragrance it's like a sin but I don't I I got um there's like so there's certain celebrities that everyone says smells like the most amazing smell they've ever smelled in their lives and one of them is Rihanna I don't know if you've ever heard that 
Mm-hmm. Um, people always just go off about how good she smells. And so I found this Etsy page where you can order like a sample. It's actually a really good hustle. You can order a sample bottle of famous perfumes. So I ordered the one that she wears, which is, I think is like Maison 5 or something like that, but it's very okay. expensive. Mm-hmm. So I've ordered the sample, which kind of was a ripoff, but it was like, whatever, it was like 20 bucks. And it's just wow. like a little sample squirter bottle they send you. Mm-hmm. No joke. It smells like, um, like the <laughs> bed, bath and beyond or bath and body works like brown sugar scrub or whatever oh yeah <laughs> like vanilla brown sugar and that's wow. so not my jam wow. um that's very sweet and I was like look but then I looked and all the reviews were like on Etsy like yeah this is exactly how this other one smells but I don't want to like invest on a whole bottle so I'm glad I didn't because I don't like it but Kyle liked it oh but I think oh. you have to add Sorry, I'm Yachty. You have to add some weed or something because she smokes weed <laughs> nonstop. So maybe like the skunky mix with the sweet. <laughs> yeah. it out. I don't know. And everyone knows she smokes weed. I'm not like, you know, being racist or something. <laughs> Do you remember someone, Juliana Rancic? You don't like any of the gossip stuff, but Juliana Rancic said that Zendaya looked like she smelled like patchouli and weed because she had dreads. Yeah. She got canceled for that. Because oh they, she's ra- that's pretty racist to say just because of yeah. her hairstyle. And she was like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Now she plays a junkie, so you could say she smells like meth. But um, is she re- not really on meth? But she's on that Euphoria show and she's a crackhead. Oh, oh, she plays. I'm like, wait a minute, what? No, <laughs> she's not really a crackhead. She just plays <laughs> a crackhead. That show stresses me out. I don't know if you've ever watched it. I've never watched it. No. I want you to, well, as much as you're obsessed with, like, drug culture and, like, you want to try all the drugs and see what the <laughs> drugs are like, you should watch this show. Cause that would it's scare really, me. It'll scare you straight, ho. Yeah, <laughs> like, it'll, like, put me no. back in dare. <laughs> Ugh. But you do see Sydney Sweeney's titties a lot in it. Oh, so. all right. Well, I'll, I'm here for it. I'm always up for a good titty good show. I also don't like, this is very off tangent. I don't like, or on a tangent, I have a hard time watching shows in high school that take place in high school mm. when they're fucking and doing drugs and drinking because yeah I know that's high school is like that but it makes me feel uncomfortable with like the age part of it mm. you yeah. know what I mean like they're supposed yeah. to be juniors in high school and they're getting railed at a party like yeah it's I know they're actors and I know they're like 25 but it just feels weird like right. gossip girl mm-hmm. level yeah. you know yeah but when I, I was in high school, it didn't bother me. Like, 90210 was my fucking shit. Right. Yeah. When Brenda and um, Brandon, not Brandon, Brenda and Brandon, oh my God, that'd be gross. When Brenda had sex with Dylan for the first time, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I can't wait till I'm in high school. <laughs> we should do an episode about all the TV shows that we love. Oh. I don't have much good. else to contribute right now. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so how was your day? How is, did you, you said you were um, auditioning people for candle positions? Auditioning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome. I had some really great interviews and a lot of people that I really liked. So it was great. That's good. Cause I'm, this is exhausting. It, it, you know, like you're interviewing people, getting to know them and talking mm-hmm. to them. And I feel like I exhaust myself anyways, getting to know people. So it's like even more so. You have to be on and like yeah. really absorbing all their mm-hmm. energy. And it's a lot. Right. I could never and get there for like, that reason. Yeah. It's hard. It's like, and also too, like you kind of want to get a sense of like who they are outside of work. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. just like what they can bring to the table, but you want to get like a feel for how they're going to fit in the team. And so 
I haven't had to hire somebody knock on wood for several years now because our team just kind of like comes and stays, but because it's a holiday position, it's like, I know it's temporary, but I still really need to vet these people. <laughs> so well, and they, they, might end really up, they could end up staying on, like if you end up having yes. an opening. So exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of my intention is um, we're opening up a second, second store in Vegas. So I know that there's going to be opportunities um, kind of showing up. So are you going to be involved with the second store as well? Absolutely not. I put like a really hard foot down on that. I was yeah. like, yeah, it's not happening. Can so. you imagine trying to like manage two stores? Be God, scary. no. Okay. Especially on this. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> How often do you guys get inventory? Only once a year. Motherfucker. That was the part because I managed a famous footwear. Mm. So that shoe store is hard because all the shoes are like your yeah. whole stock is out on the floor. Yeah. And we got inventory every Monday at 4 a.m. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, and I had to receive it, and it sucked. Oh, you mean receiving it? Yeah. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I thought you meant, like, actually conducting inventory. No. No, not uh, inventory count. How often do you get restocked? That's what I was like, yeah, well, you're like. No. Oh, my God, no. We get, <laughs> we don't have a system like that where no. it's, like, every week at the same time. It's, like, we'll probably receive a shipment once a week, but it, dep- it varies on, like, how much is actually in it, so. Yeah, and if you guys are doing, like, a special release or whatever, exactly. too like holidays starting to drop so mm-hmm. we got all kinds of really cool shit coming but trust yeah, me i know yeah it's exciting it's cool but no the day was really good i went to the grocery store um i had to like fly out of work today and pick up stuff for the store so i was able to leave a little early and get my ass out of there um, I, left, yeah. I left at three fifteen, but i'm supposed to work till 4 oh it's so nice that you leave at 4 o'clock like even on like a full day i think that's really cool I mean, I work 7.30 to 4. It's not that mm, bad. But I really, like, because I'm just sitting in my office all day, I don't take a break, 15-minute breaks. I don't take a lunch. Like, I just chill yeah. at my office, at my desk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's very chill. And I watch TV from, like, 1.30 until 3.30. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. And I edited our podcast. And I, like, I did a lot of shit. But, yeah. yeah I'm just my bosses realize that I'm just efficient. So they leave me alone. So <laughs> like if there was work I was di- like not doing, that'd be one thing, but I literally just get my work done. And then I'm like, yeah. Well, that's so, good. I mean, and I, I get that. Like, yeah. I mean, you're there in case there is work that comes up, but like also, yeah. yeah. Well, there always is. Cause I help, I manage, I help manage eight schools. So there's always something going on or yeah. calling or, a worker calling or something breaking and have some maintenance over. Cause I, I don't know if I ever talked about that much, but I help manage um, all of the cafeteria work and then all of the maintenance and janitorial. So I work on both sides of things. So oh, that's awesome. basically like services and support is what yeah. I help. You're like the vendor, find the right vendors and get them in there and do the things. Um, well, we have actually a staff of 25 oh. um, maintenance and repair guys that, run around all day too oh okay well that's cool yeah so it's a pretty big i mean it's not like a huge school district but it's plenty of work we're all mm-hmm. busy. um and then my husband works for one of the schools too now no longer no. costco no he quit costco once he got ah. the job offer even though this job was less money he was like fuck this well costco sucks oh I don't come that. at me i know everyone, they have like such a good reputation yeah. But they treat their people like shit, actually. Mm, that's not good. No. But whatevs. Let's talk what I wanted to talk about tonight. I got to pick the topic tonight. 
And it's probably controversial. Drum roll, please. I want to talk about diet culture versus VSG life. I love it. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah, I love it. I think it's a really important topic. I think, and it actually, it comes up a lot, you know, so I think it's really relevant. I'm very triggered by it. So, you know, if you, if you are of the opinion that after surgery, you still want to live a heavily indoctrinated lifestyle of a diet culture vibe, this might not be the episode for you. Mm-hmm. And be honest. Yeah. Because I don't want to hold back on my opinions on it. Like forever keto, forever, you know. Counting but, calories or restricting yeah. calories or, I mean, there's 800 fucking thousand diets out there. Guess what? None of them worked for me. VSG <laughs> worked. Right. right. Um, and you and I both are pretty dogged. And mm-hmm. I think, why don't we do this? Why don't you go first? I'll put you on the spot. Okay. List the, like, maybe three or four diets that you tried before you had surgery oh my god uh okay just three or four okay so let's do all right because i feel like we could go on for like hours about right um we'll go with the top one so weight watchers um the fentramine Mm -hmm. vitamin b um shot diet Mm -hmm. and full keto yeah and how long did you do keto for Mm, like probably about a few months yeah. And how old do you think you were when you first were like, I'm, I, I'm aware that I have a body problem and I want to be on a diet? Like, even if you were like 12 and reading Seventeen magazine, like when was that that kicked in for you? Um, honestly, it was later. It, for me, it was yeah. probably like 17, 18. Because you were pretty like thin. And cheerleader and stuff in high school, right? Yes, but yeah. also, like, I didn't really, like, I always stacked my body against other people's, but I also, like, didn't think diet specific. I don't know. I wasn't, like, smart enough to put those two together. Sure. Like, I kind of was just like, oh, I wish it looked different or, you know, something like that. Like, I kind of wished it that way, but not, you know, thinking about or acting on, you know, that part of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want me to share mine? Yeah. What's yours? So I remember when my body changed, it was, um, when I was like eight years old, I was always running everywhere, super athletic. I thought if I ran fast enough, I'd be able to fly like on Mario brothers (laughs) when you get the raccoon tail, um, Mm -hmm. or like Luigi. Like I thought if I ran fast enough, I could lift my feet up and I would float. Like I had a very imaginative life as a kid and I ran everywhere but when I was eight my parent that was the first time my parents split up they didn't stay split up then but that was the first time they split and my mom moved us to San Diego Mm -hmm. and put us in a new school and just ignored us for a few months and I remember I had no friends I was like so out of my depth and element and like freaked out and missed my dad I hated my mom and so I remember sitting in front of the tv after school, which was never a thing with my friends at home. And I would just eat blocks of cheese (laughs) and I put on some pounds like Mm -hmm. when I was like eight years old. And I remember that was when my body changed. Like I remember noticing like my legs rubbed or, you know, I had like two chins or, you know, just like it was Mm -hmm. like, that was when I noticed the difference in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then from then on, probably like by the time I was 12, I struggled with bulimia. Um, I could never do anorexia because I would just get too hungry. Yeah. So I would like just try and then I would binge and then I'd mm-hmm. purge and I'd throw mm-hmm. up. Not mm-hmm. like consistently, but enough where it was like kind of noticed by my family and becoming a problem. Um, I also think this is when like my anxiety and OCD stuff started to manifest, but we just didn't know what it was then, you know? I I have a quick question about that. So yeah. how did you know, like as a small kid like that, like how do, how were you aware of like binging and purging? Like what was, I would imagine something had yeah. to do that. Like, why is that a thing? Well, I didn't know what the terms were, you know, okay. but I just knew I'd be so hungry mm-hmm. and I would just eat like a fucking gremlin. Okay. And then I would feel sick. And, you know, you know, if you feel sick, you're like, oh, if I just threw up, I'd feel better. Oh. And okay. that was what I would do. It wasn't like I would eat and be like, cool, now I'm going to go puke. Like, I would just be like, oh, I'm going to throw up. Like, you joke around like, oh, I'm going to puke. I ate too much pizza or whatever. Well, I would just puke. So and you then didn't I'd feel force better. yourself to puke. It just would happen. Oh, no, I would force myself. But I've always been able to throw up, like, no problem. Like, I could throw up right now if I wanted to. Oh, okay. So you, okay. Yeah, I, I never knew you could stick your finger down your throat and throw up. I don't have to do that. I could literally just like, and like make myself throw up right now. Oh God. Okay. All right. I have a very strong like stomach reflex or something. I don't know. My sister can do it too, but she also struggled with that. Okay. All right. But no one was like, Hey, Hey, you know, if you stick a toothbrush down your throat and throw up, like, no, I just felt too full. Mm-hmm. and I would throw up um and it wasn't like every day or anything like I didn't like have my teeth fall out from it or anything okay. but just enough where my family was like yeah we're noticing you go to the bathroom like after dinner every night you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and also I think like sixth grade is when you know you notice the boys like the skinny girls mm, yep and of course my love of my life Tyson Miller he <laughs> liked Heather who was thin and look like a cat woman and um thin. yeah but then I found out like of course he was gay there's like three boys I liked between sixth grade and ninth grade who were gay and I was like I just have good taste but <laughs> um and then diets I've tried so I definitely did Weight Watchers yeah um combined with kind of like this special K diet where you ate special K cereal yeah mm-hmm. um but I I still have some Weight Watchers um m- recipes that I use because they are really like healthy and good but I definitely did like the points counting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that one. And then my mom made me do this diet in high school that our church really encouraged. Okay. Called the Way Down Workshop. Okay. And it's funny because if you're interested in knowing what that's about, there's a documentary that came out this year on HBO about it and how the founder Gwen Shamblin was a fucking psycho. <laughs> oh my God. I want to watch it's it. It's a cult and it's so triggering for me. I watched it and I was dying laughing because my mom made us do it. And it was like a weekly Bible study mixed with like diet, really unhealthy diet culture. Basically it came down to just cutting your food in half and just being really calorically restrictive. Mm-hmm. But the point was that like, um, it's really okay. dark. Like basically it's like, you're not pleasing to God if you're fat. Oh my God. Oh yeah. yeah it's a crazy watch a documentary. So I did okay. that. And then obviously I did Atkins and keto. Mm-hmm. Those two lasted the longest. Cause I was like, who doesn't want to just eat bacon all the time and salami and cheese, you know? 
Mm -hmm. My mom, she has a very unhealthy relationship with food and it, it bled into us a lot. Yeah. But, um, I also was sugar free, like in general for like six years before I had my surgery. Right. Like pretty restrictive. So needless to say, try diets. They didn't work. Yeah. And I want to, I don't want, I don't know. I want to be careful about how I approach this, but I also don't want to like filter myself and feel like I have to like say anything, but I, we have our support groups. We've both been a part of both like different. I've been on a Tuesday night a few times. You've been on Tuesday consistently. We've both been on Sunday consistently. Mm -hmm. So this isn't about any one particular group or one particular person in any one particular group. And if you are a part of our groups and you feel triggered by this or me, I feel like I'm pointing out someone specifically. I'm not, I'm just saying in general and also on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. I have seen that despite having gone through this life-changing surgery Mm -hmm. and having this new tool that is sufficient enough, if you follow the rules and the guidelines, this will work for you. Mm -hmm. There is this wave that I feel like goes through this community of these different fad diets. Mm -hmm. It drives me fucking crazy. Yeah. One of my absolute favorite, favorite people to follow early post-op actually. Um, Recently I've been thinking, you know, maybe I need to pull back a little bit or maybe do like a, a few day unfollow or something just to like kind of reset myself with it because she's been hardcore um, on a very, very specific, um, like, I think it's keto or something. And it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that I, I don't know. I'm for me anyway, it's like, look, everybody has their own version of what's right or wrong or what they want to do. I just, for me, I don't know that, you know, switching a keto bun for a regular bun is like what I want to think about or worry about. And like, I don't know. I think that there are different elements of different diets that can be good to incorporate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're doing, like, let's say you're doing a version of keto because mm-hmm. low carbs just are hard for our bodies to digest now. Yeah. So we're going to kind of naturally be low carb. Mm-hmm. Or, and so then you want some low carb, you know, um, recipes or whatever, or like sugar replacements. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not saying like, healthy diet a healthy diet a bad diet not saying right. that but what i'm saying is there has to be in my opinion some kind of break with the mindset that i'm always going to be on a diet for the rest yeah. of my life counting calories being restrictive however you want to look at it an unhealthy relationship with food despite having gone through what we've gone through, which is a traumatic change for our bodies. And I really just want to like have a discourse about this. I want to see how you, what you think about, how you feel about it. I'm very triggered when people say, oh, their doctor told them that they have to be on 800 calorie diet for the rest of their life. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Right. Am I being, am I being mean? I mean, I really want to know what you think. No, 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 no. I don't think you're being mean at all. I think that there are instructions from a lot of surgeons that either aren't our experience or 
that's like very specific to their office and they're not, you know, the type of, um, you know, office that preaches like learning these behaviors. And I'll say mm -hmm. from my, my doctor's office, if I just look at the paperwork, my doctor wants me on a thousand to 1200 calories to be in maintenance as a woman. And I can tell you that just being an active woman, that's number one, I don't even think that's possible, even if I wasn't active, but having incorporated exercise the way that I have, yeah. there's no way. And, and here's the other thing too. I can't honestly say that I know 1200 calories is like for me because I, I really haven't tracked, but I will say this, there are doctors out there that say that long-term success is very highly, um, uh, contingent upon the fact that you do track or you do have a good understanding of how many calories you are mm -hmm. taking in on the daily. Like, and I think that there's probably some truth to that because I can see, sure. you know, sitting now at 16 months, like I can see how you can get a little rogue with this. Bad <laughs> habits will creep back in. Yeah. And the junk you're not sits so much better than, yeah. you know, like, I mean, it's, it's the truth. Like mm -hmm. if you're not ready for the, the mental change, don't even think about this surgery because it's not going to work. It's not long-term. Just the hormone changes alone yeah. will fuck you up. Yeah. You know, it just mm -hmm. will. Um, and also, you know, you get a lot of the fun hormones from food, from yeah. fats, and, you know, it kind of puts you in this like depression funk a little bit, in my opinion, because you're not getting those endorphins from food anymore. Right. Which we kind of talked about in our last episode too, like coping mechanisms, but your body learns to take it from other places and you learn to like better, healthier foods. I'm not, I don't want it to seem like I'm saying especially since I started saying I ate pizza tonight, I'm not saying that like you're bad or you're going to fail at this. If you are um, being really restrictive with your diet or, you know, still eating, maybe just doing like two protein shakes a day with like a small meal or something like, do you do what your doctor tells you? I'm talking about the mentality, mentality behind it. Okay. Like, like I, and I, we're not doctors. I'm not yeah. Did not listen to your doctor, do what your doctor tells you. That being said, I want to have a shift in like the mental side of it of like, <clears throat> why are some foods good and some foods bad? Yeah. Why am I a bad person if I eat pizza for dinner, but I'm a good person if I eat a salad for dinner and that salad happens to have olives and feta and ranch dressing and blue cheese. And it's like actually probably just as, you know, quote unquote bad as a pizza, mm -hmm. you know? So like where, where's that line? And I'm not saying I know the line, but I'm just wondering like where, yeah, where do we, where do we go from here? Where do we go from like to this, like having freedom mm -hmm. and, and trusting this tool, you know? Yeah. And I, I also think there's some like intrigue for me too. And I want to clarify something. So when we're talking about diet, we're specifically talking about a diet that you followed to, with the intent of losing weight. And also to like our, I mean, obviously the word diet refers to just anything that you're eating, you know, it's not necessarily like, we're really talking about like things that you do to be restricted to lose weight. Ultimately, the diet culture, the diet culture and like yes. the mentality that comes. Cause here's the thing, like it's also deeply rooted in all of us. And Especially then as this, women. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we have this surgery and we're expected to just sort of lift this mentality. And like, 
I think what's really important for me is focusing on real food. And I Mm -hmm. struggle with this a lot because I think surgeon's office, especially because this just came up actually in one of our support calls um, just the other week where they were talking about their surgeons specifically did not want them to go on this like massive two week long liver reduction liquid diet because they were worried about what it would do on a psychological level. And I, I have never heard that before because all yeah, these doctors well. are like, Oh my gosh, you have to have, you know, I, I mean, and, and look, you want to have a safe surgery obviously, but also that's just reseeding that, you know, in depending on how you look at it. So if you look at it as I am doing this so that my liver is small enough that I can have surgery safely, then that's different. But if you're thinking about it and you're like, I mean, I know somebody that went on all liquids for a month and dropped almost 50 pounds. Right. So if you're doing it from this place of like, you know, scarcity and, you know, with the intent of losing weight, again, it's kind of like, yeah, exactly. You're kind of just reinforcing that this crazy liquid you know, diet is something that's, you know, and and same thing, you can use that for like religious purposes and Mm -hmm. things like that. There are fasts out there. There are things that you do for different (laughs) reasons, right? But Mm -hmm. not, not with the intent of losing weight, right? And so I think it depends on what the mentality is behind it. Um, Or you could be, you could be like my mom and combine the Jesus 40 day fast with her extreme need to be thin because she does that too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, and look, like, again, if you're, if you're trying to, you know, do something that is in your religion, like no, no shade. I mean, look, no, it's, I'm it's not like, going to judge you for practicing Ramadan or something yeah, like, but the thing that's is, not like, what we're talking about. We're talking about also, 17 magazines saying, yes. don't want your thighs to touch anymore. Then only eat four prunes and drink lemonade with cayenne pepper in it. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. These bullshit crash. Right. Fat yes, exactly. Yeah. And I, I know for a fact that it's not possible to just wake up from surgery and all of a sudden we're like healed from all of this, you know, food trauma, food trauma, years and years and years of being told that this is what you have to do. So it's, it's very different and difficult, I think, to shift that mentality. Mm -hmm. But that's why I think it's so great that a lot of times when we talk about um, NSVs, right, like it's not specifically related to the scale that we're celebrating. Non, we're cele- what is it? Non-surgical victories? Non-scale victories. Yeah. Oh, so it's like, you know, whatever's, whatever's happening in your life, like you're able to like go down the slide with your kid or you're able to, mm-hmm. you know, climb to the top of the tree or whatever, you know, the mountain. But like, that's the kind of stuff that I think, you know, kind of shifting our thought process behind how we look at the scale. It's the same thing with food. We have to really change the way that we look at food and how are we getting, how are we incorporating the most nutrient dense uh, foods into our life? Cause that's not protein shakes. That's not deprivation. Mm. That's not, you know, mm. and, yeah. and you can see like, it's like, you know, you and I have talked about this before too. Like if someone's not getting enough nutrition, like you can see it, I'm sure it's like, you know, there are people out there that just stick with liquids because it feels better or it's, it's scary. not scary. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, oh my gosh, like you're really missing what f- the foods that we're really supposed to be eating. Because if we think about it, this is not, this is like Franken food when we look at like a protein. Totally. Shake. Yeah. Like, and that's why I've had such a like visceral reaction on Instagram to mm-hmm. <clears throat> weight loss influencers who shamelessly promote shit 
yeah. because they're being paid to, or they're just getting the shit for free. Like that's even worse to me. You're not even getting fucking paid. You're just right. like giving this away for free. So you can get some free shitty chicken enchiladas. But like, I don't want to eat. I can only eat so much, right? Like we can't even eat that much food. Yeah at a time so why not make it the best fucking possible don't eat ground chuck when you can be eating fucking filet mignon you know yes. like yeah i don't want to eat a mcdonald's cheeseburger just because i can when i can like have a fucking delicious chicken wrap from like a bomb place or like a spring roll something mm-hmm. that nourishes my body this is also coming from someone who has been going hard during pregnancy with eating some bullshit so i'm aware i'm not trying to be a hypocrite i'm just saying like i it's like <laughs> this is really mean there's like this shit going around about adam levine right now from maroon five right mm-hmm. and he's getting exposed by all these tiktok hoes and i'm not ju- I'm not slut shaming i'm just saying like these women are coming forward saying like oh he dm'd me and we had an affair and um, I just feel taken advantage of. And it's like, okay, that's one thing. Well, you don't even need to go down that road because I'll just be really judgy. But he's married to a freaking supermodel, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, why be married to a supermodel, which is like the epitome of supposed to be like the epitome of beauty, right? Mm-hmm. She gets two children. She's pregnant with the third. And he's out going in the gutter because that's human nature, we're gonna just go for the easy low-hanging fruit when we can right and it's like of course he's gonna fuck anyone who wants to because he's a rock star superstar he's loaded and they usually have very low self-esteems when they're that freaking famous look at tristan thompson you know like they just can't keep it in their pants and it's like i don't want to just be in the gutter i want the best for my body for my baby for my health and you know what that ain't fucking puff built bars and it's not Atkins protein shakes yeah. <laughs> there we're good in the pinch you know hit your protein goals hit your nutrition goals hit your fluid goals take all your supplements and then figure out everything else find right. out what you really love and if it's peanut butter fucking eat some peanut butter if it's celery sticks eat some fucking celery sticks just everything in moderation in my opinion is what I want to get to and I definitely can't attain that you know, I'm not, you know, I struggle with good foods, bad foods all the time, like little angel and devil on my shoulder. Yeah. And I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. have that weirdness. It's, it's real. Like I've, I've asked this question many, many times for myself where it's like, do I just go for what it is that I'm thinking that I want? Or do I try to get the sugar-free version? Or do I try to get the protein mm-hmm. dense version? Like, is that really doing what I want it to do? And is that hypocritical of what I kind of feel is best for me? Um, but I also want to bring up another point. So yeah. there's a lot of times where we hear this along the way. And obviously, we know stalls are a real thing. And that mm-hmm. there is like hormone shifts. And there's all sorts of things that can take place along this journey. Yeah. But we talk a lot about, we hear a lot about this like sweet spot of like the one year, you know, maybe two years, three years post-op where you can have the most success and like the fastest kind of success. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times too, we see this popping up. I remember there's like this really, really huge account, famous account that um, she was dealing with. I, I'm sure it was PCOS. I don't know. There was something Hashimoto's. I'm not really sure what the... Um, 
hormone issues that she was having. But like specifically in her case, she was put on a medication from her doctor to help her with all of these things, weight loss related, so she could make the most of this time. So, and she was very public. She was talking about it. And I think it's great when like people share their experience with their doctors, because it's like so eye opening for me to just be like, oh, wow, that's what like another doctor says when my doctors literally like learn how to eat and like learn how to be intuitive Mm -hmm. and listen to your body. And you've ignored your cues for how long, like you need to listen. Right. So I'm grateful for the, him having that sort of frame of mind, but if you don't see the, the results and you really seek help from your provider, what are your thoughts on them saying, okay, let's try this or let's reduce the calories a little more, or let's go, you know, like, Mm -hmm. let's try something different. Like they're obviously Mm -hmm. trying to work from a place of help, but like, what is your thought on that? Like if you're not seeing the success outside of like your standard stall. As someone with PCOS, I understand that there can be other underlying issues that affect your weight loss, even with the surgery, right? Like hormones play a huge part for women. Mm -hmm. So I don't have any problem with that. What I have a problem with or what I'm triggered by, I mean, do you want me to be honest? Because it might be a little controversial. No, I think think that's why we're here. I don't agree with people being put on like Fentramine. I think the risks far outweigh the value. Mm. But I'm not a doctor. I'm just triggered by fentramine and specifically because I had a very bad experience with it. Well, you and I both were on it. Yeah. And it's yeah. really, really, it can be really bad for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, okay, fuck, I always feel like I'm going to just be count, discounted as being like such a judgy ass cunt when I answer these questions. <laughs> but like my true blue answer, no mm-hmm. bullshit, no holds barred answer. And I'm sorry if it offends people, but I... I think there's almost too much medical intervention sometimes. And I, you can say you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing, but if you are eating 600 calories a day, you're working out five times a day and you're not hitting your protein goals and you're not hitting your water goals. And then your doctor tells you to go on some medication or something like you're not doing the basics that you should be like, hitting first before Mm -hmm. seeking intervention Mm -hmm. but I know that's mean it can sound mean and it sounds judgy and I don't want to come from like a place of like I'm being mean about something but I'm I don't know like I'm not a doctor so do whatever your doctor tells you that's just my off-the-cuff response is like are you really doing all the things that you're supposed to be doing because there's guidelines that we all should be following you should be trying to hit a certain amount of protein every day feeding your body nourishing your body being kind to your body if you're constantly putting your body in a state of shock and starvation and not being kind to it yeah it's not going to work with you and that even goes into like the mental part of it too like if you're constantly thinking like oh i know i'm fat oh i know i'm fat i know i know i'm fat you know what i mean like it doesn't help anything either you know i look like like shit and no one will love me and look how gross i look in this like we all do that but you and i both have been pretty lucky with like the fake it till we make it shit like yeah we both just have this attitude i don't know where it came from but we're both like you know what fuck you if you don't like me and and i like myself and i never it was never for a lack of loving myself of why I got big. It was almost like I love myself too much. Like yeah. I, I gave myself too much freedom, you know? And also it's like, people really love me. Like it, like I'm good. Like I'm, for me, it was almost like a social experiment. I was like, oh my God, look, everybody around me 
loves me just as much as like when I was small, you know what I mean? It was kind of like, wow, I didn't think I would, you know, be as accepted and, you know, get good jobs and make good money. You know what I mean? Like, and we both have like great dudes who are hot and like, I could have pulled, I pulled down major dick when I was bigger and when I was smaller, like Mm -hmm. I I think it's definitely an attitude and like Mm -hmm. confidence thing, but and so I don't want, I apologize if it seems like I'm beating up on someone who are people who already struggle with like self-esteem or confidence issues. Cause that's not going to make them feel better. Right. But I want to shake them in general. I want to shake the world. Like I want to shake Khloe Kardashian and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, oh. look how skinny you got. You had a show called revenge diet. Right. And like, we all loved you and cheered for you when you were like the quote unquote fat Kardashian because you were a size 10 and not a size two. Right. And you're bigger and taller because your dad's a football player, not <laughs> a lawyer. But like we all we all had your back when you were like the chubby Kardashian. Mm-hmm. And then you had, you know, you went through this like I want to be like the skinny Kardashian. Right on, girl. Get it. But like even though she's supposedly like has the best body and the best revenge body she's ever had. Her man still cheats on her because he's a piece of shit because she's making poor choices in who she chooses to love. Right. Not that he would. Che- I'm not blaming her for him cheating, but she if you take someone back consistently, then yeah, then you can't cry wolf anymore. Right. right. You know? Yeah. But I don't know. It's a different mentality, I guess. Yeah. And I I know I, I have a lot of sympathy for people that genuinely feel like they are out of options and Mm. they have to get a little more extreme than the most like I know what's your answer like what's your answer because I already look I know I'm gonna get canceled and look like an asshole for saying how I really think but like what do you think about it question (sighs) okay so I think for me personally if a doctor were to say and are you talking specifically about going on fentramine again no just in general because like I don't want you to think I was judging you for going on Adderall yeah no but that also is it you know, that's a diet or a hunger suppressant mm-hmm. people use it in unhealthy ways but you had a diagnosis you need it for it like I'm not judging you for taking that but I yeah. I'm just I don't know like I just use that as like one specific example yeah that's what came well, to me. I think for me like if if my surgeon was not happy with like where I was at or if he was like saying something that you know, I needed help at this point or whatever. And he suggested something like fentramine. I don't think that I would be like, no, right? Like if my, if my medical team was like, okay, you're obviously not seeing the results we want to see, you know, this is where you should be at at this point in time. Clearly there's stuff going on or whatever. And like, just knowing my honest truth with what I do eat in a day, if they thought that this wasn't an appropriate, like, you know, amount of weight loss, I would be, I would be open to it because I'm for the most part, when I look back on the fentramine days of my life, it wasn't negative. Like it wasn't bad. I do remember feeling very different when I was on it. And I don't Mm -hmm. even know how much I was taking or like Mm -hmm. whatever, but I was also getting like vitamin B shots. And yeah, you went to one of those like health clinics that yeah, in the shopping malls, right? Right. Yeah. 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 It was like a whole thing. So like, I don't know. I had like a whole bunch of uppers and I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, feeling great in the fact that like, I didn't feel hunger ever. And I thought that was cool. Um, you know, I would eat like one egg all day and I'd feel like, Oh, okay. I'm pretty full. Like I'm I'm so good for you. Yeah. Right. And I, and that's the thing too. Like I, I definitely don't want to be unhealthy at this point in my life. Like there's, 
there's a lot bigger picture that I'm focused on at this point. And I think that like, you know, if I could achieve the results my surgical team wanted me to achieve using medicine, I would probably be open to it. But also to, um, you know, I'm, I'm all, I'm more open to just medicine in general. Like I don't know. For sure. I I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't freak me out the same way. So yeah, I don't, and, and when it comes to the actual diet part of things, I really truly believe like in my heart that if you're eating stuff that is like grown, then like you're good. You know, I I don't think that there's a way of you know, having too much lettuce. I watched the show like Naked and Afraid. Mm-hmm. There's not one person that comes off that show that is heavier than the one that went on there. So, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be like, oh my God, you know what I mean? But like, think about it, you know, there's yeah. something going on. So maybe it's not the salad, but like you said, maybe it's the feta cheese and the ranch that you're with. I don't know. And again, there could be serious medical issues underlying that cause other, you know, people that sort of distress. And like you said, shake it up. You've told everybody this at times, like sometimes you need a little more, sometimes you need a little less. Sometimes your blood type needs something different, like just play with it and like Mm -hmm. give it time and send your body love. And I really believe in like the, the mind body connection too. Totally. when you start seeing yourself a certain way and you start treating yourself a certain way and you start seeing your worth that way, like everything can change. So I, well, Oprah said that, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to, you have to just tell yourself that you're, you're worth it or you're lovable or you are worth more than what you're getting from an abusive relationship or yeah, whatever it is, even if you don't believe it because your, your body listens to you. Yeah. And you know, it's like, I deal with it with my anxiety. Like I'll be like, Oh, I'm going to have a lot of anxiety for this, like one event. And then I will because I'm manifesting it and I'm preparing, embracing for it. But if I can like visualize that I'm okay, visualize that I'm, you know, feeling how I'm feeling and like kind of practice like, oh, when I'm in this position, I'm going to feel this way or that way. You, your body's like, okay. And it follows those prompts, you know, it's a lot of psychological. And again, I do want to apologize if anyone feels like I'm being mean to them or like (sighs) harsh. Cause I yeah. know like I'm, my tough love is not the nicest No, and it's probably something from inside of me too, you know, but I just really, I really want it. Let me ask you this. If your surgeon had said, okay, Stacy, you're, oh, you're obese and you're going to have the surgery and you know, it's a, it's a very big life change. It's going to affect every aspect of your life, your relationships, your body, everything. But on top of that, you're also going to have to do a very restrictive, rules-heavy diet for the rest of your life. Would you do it? Like, would you have done the surgery? Uh, no, probably not. Mm-hmm. If it's ru- I mean, look, if it's rules-heavy, mm-hmm. I mean, we do have rules. No, but like, but like, very, like a very restrictive. Okay. No. Me no. either. No. I would have been like, fuck it, I'll just do the diet. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I think some people do do that. Like I do, oh, I, sure. I see people like, oh, look, I'm doing a two week, um, you know, liver cleanse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let me just keep going with this. I'm losing weight. Like 
that's great because it's a healthier lifestyle. Right. But then at some it's point you your your brain your brain also goes into like starvation freak out mm-hmm. mode. Like our bodies are smart. They're designed to keep us alive. It's the same reason why you can restretch your stomach and regrow your stomach because if you're, you know, constantly doing the wrong things, like it's going to be a problem. So yeah. Our bodies are smart. And I know some of the skinniest girls out there in San Diego, right? Mm-hmm. Banging bodies. They have the most unhealthy diets and I know long term they're going to have significant health problems like we've all seen skinny girls who look perfect who have a freaking heart attack because their heart their hearts are clogged because they all use shit like yeah people are blessed with fast metabolism and they come from a line of skinny people and they're just born that way and some people are born heavy like me I have broad shoulders and big bones like I'm tall you know so I didn't look like my mom who looks like Cher I look like my dad who looks like Kenny Rogers and that's just Mm -hmm. what it is Mm -hmm. um you know but as you get older it catches up with you and yeah I just wish I wish I had done the surgery at like 23 24 when I first was like let me just try to get a grasp on this yeah I wish I would have but whatever 38 was fine too it was it was when it was supposed to be I mean I think it's it's really important to like embrace all aspects like I think about I think back to when I was at my heaviest and I was like I ate whatever I want whenever I wanted and I had as much as I wanted you know I mean it was Mm -hmm. like it was a time to like celebrate in my mind you were just like the Romans yeah I was (laughs) like I was enjoying it I was enjoying everything about it I had clothes that fit my body at that size I felt like you know I mean I wasn't comfortable like getting in out of my car or like going to do a workout or going to take a walk like obviously everything is so much easier now so Mm -hmm. much easier well you were having knee problems too right yeah, yeah right all my joint like everything so but then in addition to that, it's like, I felt my worth at every size. And I I got to a point where I was like, I'm not, I don't feel good physically. I don't feel good. I'm not on a good path. And I, a lot of it was looking at my parents. I'm like, they're in their late sixties, early seventies, and they're having knees replaced, hips replaced, diabetes, like all that stuff. I'm like, I know for a fact I'm right there. And as it is, our food supply is totally fucked, right? So like, even if we're eating all the the best, best, best stuff we can, it's still fucked. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, on top of it, if I'm eating fast food, like even more so, it's like way worse. So I wish they would I, ban fast food if I'm being oh, honest. It's just not, it's not okay. It's happen, but like, yeah, even just the additives to our food that they ban in Europe. I'm like, why, yeah. why do they ban them there and not here? Because of lobbying and all that shit. But yeah. And we're Americans. We do what we want. We got freedom. I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> I, I don't. Do we need? Do we need it? Do no. we need Jamba Juice that tells you it's healthy, but it's actually chock full of sugars and like bullshit you don't need? I don't know. Someone but- was talking about fructose on TikTok. I don't know if you <laughs> yeah, saw this TikTok. No. And it was like, oh, my God, fructose is literally poison. And it looked no. at like all the responses to the body. And I was Stop. just like, what? Hold on. Like natural fructose, like from fruit? I don't know. He triggered. just said, I'm triggered by this. Fructose. I don't know exactly what kind of fructose, fructose is the sugar that comes from fruit. If anyone tells you you can't eat a fucking apple. No, 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 no. He's talking about like processed foods that have fructose in it. Like high fructose corn syrup? Yeah. Okay, bitch. Go. That's different. That's like processed oh. from corn and it was oh. developed to fatten up cows and pigs. 
Oh, please. Okay. Yeah, that <laughs> one. High fructose corn syrup is very yeah. different than fructose, like. Yeah, he's talking fruit. about like soda, like it's in soda yeah. and it's in like. Ju- it's in like- bread. Yeah. Okay. That Why one. the fuck yeah. does like wheat bread have high fructose corn syrup in it? Because it makes the food taste better because it's cheaper to make. That's why. Yeah. I so that's on the one it. he was talking about. Yeah. But yeah. Any- anyways, all this <laughs> I was say, about to be like, this- you can eat fruit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because no, we no, no, hear no. that I from people sometimes. Fruit. Yeah. Yeah, but I was gonna say Jamba Juice—they add ice cream to their smoothies, and then they act like they're healthy. It's a healthy option. No, it's not. That's why it's so delicious. Yeah, they literally put sherbet. Sherbet is ice cream. Like I can't just be honest with people. (laughs) It's a fruity milkshake. I'm into it. Then. Yep. I'm on a rampage today. Well, I no, but I mean, look, like diet culture still very much exists in our in our VHD world, and again, like we're supportive like do what you do and do what feels right and what is best for your body it's just and what your doctor tells you for us not dr russell um i think (laughs) because i'm feeling feisty i want to do an episode on people who are famous that we think had surgery weight loss surgery that won't fucking admit it and what it does to women (laughs) and the psychology um because i can name like five right now and I think we should do that. That'd be really funny. We'll probably get sued. I'll change their names. Okay. I'll just play their songs <laughs> or their <laughs> movies. Ow, I'm having a contraction. It hurts. So. Oh, oh God. I guess at the timer. Um, so do you want to tell everyone where to find us? Yes, you can find Crystal. <laughs> don't find on me. Instagram. You're going to come, come for me. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make sure that you have a nice big disclosure at the end of this so everyone can give you their feedback. <laughs> Anything I say can and will be is against me in the court of Instagram. Uh, IBBC underscore Crystal, IBBC underscore Stacy. Um, itty bitty belly committee is our Instagram handle, and you can also go to our website, ittybittybelly.com, and you can email us and you can leave us a voicemail and you can interact with us any way that feels good for you. Um, if you are interested in any of our support groups, because you can see we're very supportive people, um, you can just hit us up and let us know. <laughs> I'm just yeah. not going to post this episode. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have pissed off like a majority of my friends on the Instagram world. I don't know. I didn't talk about that chick who wears the big bows in her hair. Oh, I was talking about her. Were you? She yeah, that's favorite? the one I was talking about with Fentramine. Oh, she was not... the first one I knew who had it and oh. had Fentramine. She was the very first one. And I was like, wait a minute. Surgeons give you Fentramine? That makes a surgery? lot of sense. I didn't catch that. But that yeah. makes now that I'm seeing that that totally makes sense with like her posts and stuff because she's yeah. a little spun yeah no she is and i think i don't know if she's still on him i don't i haven't followed her in a very long time maybe but... she got off it when she got off the bows, <laughs> There's a bows of her. i don't know the bows I, are I don't know but this other account and this other person i love freaking dearly and it's like kind of hurting me but she's been keto since the day she had surgery and i was like how is she pooping Oof. I don't know. That's the thing. I have no idea. I can't do it. But well, my gallbladder goes too, so that's a double whammy for me. But like, I can't imagine <sighs> only eating keto. But does she have any vegetables in, or like any? Like fruit? a little bit. Like she was also. Oh my god, this is gonna be so obvious. But <laughs> she was also taking. <laughs> she was ordering salads at a restaurant, but okay. like with no lettuce. So only the <laughs> toppings and the dressing. <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding. She would put like, like bacon and chicken and like all the toppings 
like yeah. from a salad bar, like not even right. like a good salad, like like legit, a Wendy's, like, like yes, salad. I, I cannot. And I was huh. just like, oh god, that's not a salad at that point. That's just like, well, you know. then why don't you just go to like Jersey Mike's? You can get a sub in a tub, and that's just like the no bread sandwich. Yeah, yeah. But that's. But but also too, like now, I think she's kind of closer to maintenance. I'm not really sure where she's at in her journey, but um, she's she is. Um, I want to know, know what her heart and her triglycerides and her liver look like. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, amazing. I send everybody love. I send everybody. No, good. first, I'm not hoping I'm she just, has heart disease. No, I know, but I, I mean, you're right, but I don't know. Like my, I had, ste- my I had to offer that. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? Do you boo? That's the mentality I need to have. And I'm gonna. End, I'm gonna title the episode "Do you boo," and then I'll put like, "But I'm an asshole, and I'm gonna judge you for it." <laughs> I'm not. I just. I want everyone to just like be happy. live freely, be live happy, free, be happy, nourish your body, be a libertarian. If you want to get an abortion, your, get an abortion. Follow your surgeon's guidelines. Unless your surgeon's a fucking dumbass. And I'll- unless your surgeon tells you that you need to be starving until the day you die. Then yeah. Do then don't don't do that. Then don't have the surgery. Just be like, fuck yeah. it, I'm just gonna starve. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, boo. I'm feisty. I love it. I love you. I just I love everyone so hard. That's the problem. Yeah. It is, it's true. I really want Chloe true. to be happy. I this cried is, about it the other day. This is Crystal showing up in the most loving way. I just want to no, but plug I, that. I am the person though. Like, if you cry, I'll start crying, and if you're throwing up, I'll start throwing up. Like, I have a, I have a. What's that called? You're the uh, ultimate empath. No, I really am, and like, yeah. I almost like build up walls to become like an asshole about it, so that it doesn't come. Like, I don't show it as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I know. I don't know. I know about your squishy. But middle. see, I know. <laughs> you are just squishy all the time. You're a marshmallow and I'm the graham cracker. <laughs> Who's the chocolate? <laughs> Jess. Oh, she's like that. spicy. Yeah. And she kind of, she's like a mix of us. Like she tells it how it is, but she's also super sweet. Mm-hmm. This is true. I love Jess. We, we all, we love them all. There's a lot of like really sweet people in our group. So yeah. Really. Majority. Not I mean, Matt. Like... Matt. Matt's not very sweet. <laughs> I have That's to tell why you. She and I she love was... each other. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. When I was doing like our little closing gratitude on Tuesday night, she I'm was sure like, she was dying. She literally put two middle fingers up and like put her hands on her heart. And I was like, Matt, I can see you. <laughs> so if you did like a closing ceremony at a like group I wasn't at and you were like doing this like guided thing right it was it was was less than 10 seconds and it was a gratitude to yourself it was that's all it was it was just I wasn't there yeah you told me about it after and I literally was like groaning from my vagina out because I was like I would hate that I know I know but I know Tara would hate it do it and Nat would hate it too yeah Nat and Tara for sure but everyone else was off the call already so I had only the newbies on so I was like oh they're not gonna say anything (laughs) They're going to have to do it because they're new and they don't know. So it makes yeah, you. <laughs> exactly. There was one thing that we hella made fun of you about too, but I don't remember what it was. Um, you um, probably remember. Yeah, it was when I do. Of course I, remember. <laughs> um, I can tell you specifically. Do you really want to know? Yeah. Okay. This is what it was. <laughs> we had a homework assignment one week and I'm pretty sure this is when I was like, okay, I'm not doing the homework anymore. You fucking assholes. But yeah. um, I did the homework assignment. I wrote a note to myself or to someone or something. And she started playing Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> 
<laughs> the arms of the of the angel. Yes. As I was sharing my notes, right. like, you're so you're writing a letter that you wrote to yourself exactly about how like, proud you were, and mm-hmm. we started playing through the arms of an angel yeah. from Sarah McCall. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, maybe I maybe I need to lead my own group, and it's like the assholes are us group, and it's Stop. just all this pessimistic, like angry, like dark comedy people however i also think that's a recipe for disaster in its own way. <laughs> none of us will show up because we're like fuck it this group's stupid <laughs> that's funny oh you love me so much you can't even take it <laughs> no we need all types yeah i agree i love that we keep saying these episodes are gonna be like half an hour long and it's over an hour yeah i know we are awesome at time management <laughs> when we're talking together no i'm just but anyways, it was a good distraction. I, yeah. I only had good contractions all the time. I was having them every 20 minutes. Well, good. I hope they go away completely when you try to sleep tonight. They will. Usually when you lay down and like relax, they stop. Oh, good. But they always stop. Sorry. Really okay. <laughs> yeah. We'll end it here. I hope everyone has an awesome night. I hope you have an awesome night. I hope you get some rest. Love and- face. I'm going to go look up my next diet. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, everywhere. And maybe don't leave us a comment on this unless it's you agree with me. <laughs> leave a comment. I want to know. Well, it'll it'll inspire a new episode. Just leave us a comment. Not me raging. Yes. Okay. Well, until next time, this is Stacey. <laughs> this is Crystal. <laughs> and I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye.